the Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, wherever you get your podcasts. There were two more murders 15 miles well, away. Arrived, we found the telephone and electricity line. The weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird When you retire, you expect to live out the rest of your life doing what makes you happy and relaxing. You never expect to have your great career and life cut short as it's about to begin. On June 23, 2004, a man with a long career in Hollywood was murdered before he got to truly enjoy his retirement. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Robert Lees and his partner, Frederick Rinaldo, were a dynamic duo in the 1930s. They wrote movies for MGM Studios that included the Academy Award-nominated Profit Without Honor, as well as The Invisible Woman, and numerous comedies for Abbott and Costello. In early 1950, Robert Lees' career was virtually destroyed when he was blacklisted by movie studio bosses during the McCarthy era for alleged communist activities. He went on to write under a pseudonym and have mild success. After retiring in 1983, he started to date sexologist Helen Colton, became an active atheist and humanist, even speaking at their events. Basically, he settled into a life where he could do whatever he pleased. On June 13th, sometime around 11 a.m., a homeless man named Kevin Lee Graff broke into Lee's home and attacked the 90-year-old man, decapitating him. Graff then left the home, carrying Lee's head with him, and broke into the neighboring home of a 69-year-old doctor named Morley Engelson. The doctor was on the phone with Southwest Airlines booking a ticket when he was attacked and killed. The agent heard the whole thing and phoned the police. But before the police could arrive, Graff stole the doctor's 2001 Mercedes and fled the scene. When the police searched Engelson's home, they found Robert Lee's head lying in the bed. Five hours after the attack, Helen Colton arrived to her boyfriend's home to pick him up for an event at the Academy headquarters and found his headless body covered by blankets. The next day, Kevin Graff was seen by a security guard at the gates of Paramount Pictures behaving erratically. He was talking to himself and yelling at passing cars. He quickly identified Graff from the pictures that were being shown on the news about the double murders and called the police. When Graff was finally in custody, he claimed that a man on the streets of Hollywood gave him meth and ecstasy the night before the murders and claimed that he had no memory of the murders or committing them. In February of 2008, he pleaded guilty to 10 felonies for the murders and received two life terms without parole. 
Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on June 14th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. And if you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.